goat shooting a gun. Yeah. That reminds me but of But also uh, but also saying aha. Yeah. <laughs> the uh uh <laughs> Dumb and Dumber, the one of the funniest scenes in that movie. Oh yeah. Have you ever heard the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man you don't think it's funny but then you remember it and you start laughing yeah it's like it's one of those that that movie like i'll just be thinking i'll just be sitting there like in class sometimes and just be like ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god <laughs> there's definitely still movies that make your inner child just tickle oh yeah just be tickled with happiness uh hi everybody welcome to the bloody podcast we are your hosts maria laurie and cash and we are here today happy pride month everybody laurie's shirt reminded me Woo! yay riding with biden yeah <laughs> but it but it's got rainbow lettering it's got a rainbow and a dinosaur and a dinosaur they're riding they have the american flag and a rainbow and uh, i bought this before pride just if i want i don't want you guys to think that i Succumb to the corporate chill. No, no, oh, no, 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 that's no. not true. Yeah. That's I remember. Not true. I remember you had that shirt before Pride, but what I do see different for Pride is now you're wearing a bandana oh, all the time. Yeah, is that for Pride or is that for your? That's for your new. The bangs out of my face. Oh, okay. I do nothing for Pride. <laughs> I thought if, it was part of your new gang. If anything, I become more homophobic during Pride. No. <laughs> <laughs> you and my dad have something in common. Oh no. <laughs> the bandana. Oh, no. Yeah, the bandana. My dad's rocking it. He's like, this is a, this is a thing. This is who I am now. I don't give a shit. So guys, we've been getting we've been getting quite dark. So we're gonna lighten it up a little bit and we've got some folklore for you folks today. <laughs> we're going we're going we're going to Ireland. But it's all about why uh, babies yes. It's all about why babies die. So we're still keeping yes. it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Some sweet dead Irish babies. Yeah. You know what that <laughs> I would love to do? I would mm. love to film you going to Ireland and then for a full twenty four hours never breaking your Irish accent and just seeing what people in Ireland think. <laughs> just I mean, it would only go so far. I think it'll break at certain words. I'd stay in bars, so yeah. they'd be like, "All right." <laughs> be like, I don't know what I'm seeing, but I believe what I'm hearing. Well, that's Scottish, but okay, all right. This plan has already fallen. That's the Scottish guy who's yeah. at the bar. Oh, he's, he's at the like, Irish bar. Yeah, yeah. Seems he's on Irish. holiday. Seems Irish to me. <laughs> We're all green on the inside, boy. <laughs> boy, oh. We got... <laughs> Our sweaters are all wool, no matter where you go. Hey. <laughs> These are terrible stereotypes. <laughs> well, we I didn't say everybody was drunk. I just said I'm going to stay near bars. <laughs> where the drunk I'm talking about are. the wool. Oh, the wool. Oh, Especially... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and that has nothing to do with our first story. Okay. So, <laughs> our first story is about the horned women. So this is a this is a, a tale told to children normally. Okay. Um, and here it is. 
A rich woman sat up late one night, carding and preparing wool. Lori, don't say anything. <laughs> I'm a mind reader. I'm a mind reader. <laughs> While all the family and servants were asleep. I guess she really likes wool, first of all, because like if all the servants are asleep, she's over there preparing wool. It's I guess she just loves it. She loves it. Yeah. Call me the Suddenly, call me a mammoth because I love wool. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> That's the best response I could have gotten out of that. <laughs> Suddenly, a knock was given at the door, and the voice called, Open! Open! Who is there? said the woman of the house. <laughs> I stopped. No, keep going. This is great. I'm super interested. Okay, how about you say this next line then? Okay. Can you see it from there? I am the witch of the one horn! Was answered. The mistress, supposing that one of her neighbors had called and required assistance, opened the door, and a woman entered, having in her hand a pair of wool carters and bearing a horn on her forehead, as if it were growing there. She sat down by the fire in silence and began to card the wool with violent haste. Now, I don't know what carding the wool is. And I didn't look it up. I'm imagining that it's probably separating. It's something to do it, with separating so it the wool. Is, so it can be crafted into a harsh sweater. You don't think they're just like playing solitaire on top of the wool? No. <laughs> with violent haste? I think they're fashioning the wool into cards and then yeah. making decks of 52. It's a it's a mechanical <laughs> process that disentangles, cleans, and intermixes fibers to produce a continuous web or silver suitable for subsequent processing. So That's know. what we said, Lori. Literally, so. word for word. <laughs> yeah. We're Suddenly. I, I'm sorry. I just have a question. Her first thought when she heard that a woman had, had horns... Was that, oh, the neighbors must need help. Yeah, I don't know. You know, okay. pe people were people were very naive back then. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> you don't know right. you would open the door. Our, our neighbors have horns. <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't help them, though. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> then a second knock came to the door, and a voice called, as before, Open! Open! The mistress felt herself constrained, to rise and open to the calm. And immediately, a second witch entered, having two horns on her forehead, and in her hand, a wheel for spinning the wool. Give me place, she said. I am the witch of two horns. <laughs> and she began to spin as quick as lightning. So this is just a factory, then. This is just turning into a factory, a wool factory. Pretty yeah. much, okay. pretty much. All right. Because then the knocks went on, and the call was heard, and the witches entered, until at last twelve women sat around the fire, the first with one horn, the last with twelve horns. And they carded the thread, and turned their spinning wheels, and wound and wove, all singing together in an ancient rhyme. But no word did they speak to the mistress of the house. They were strange to hear and frightful to look upon with their horns and their wheels. And the mistress felt near to death. And as she tried to, and she tried to rise that she might call for help. 
but she could not move, nor she could utter a word or a cry, for the spell of the witches was upon her. I'm imagining that the first witch has a really huge, like, thick... A big one, right? Thick, veiny horn. <laughs> you know, yeah. huge, just girthy and fucking massive. Yeah. Jesus, look at it. And then the next one is two still thick, lesser horns. And the twelfth one just has tiny little <laughs> twelve horns yeah. on her forehead only. And it's not impressive. It's like like a little pop of zits yeah, with their horns. Exactly. She's like, they're horns. Well the twelfth like, those, those aren't horns. Yeah, the twelfth <laughs> one's like, hey, I know how to use them. Alright? So I know how to use yeah. my horns. So you don't need to worry about how many what size my horns are. I'm just saying. Yeah. I exactly. get the same result as the as the number one horn. Yeah, <laughs> and I make up for what I don't have in cunnilingus. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Cash knows. Uh, so <laughs> he does know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm kidding. <laughs> so okay. So so this woman is now under the spell the of the what guy of the, the guy with the small dick. Oh. <laughs> this, oh. this woman is now under the spell of these twelve bushes, and she's just she's just sitting in this chair while these other women essentially do her work for her. But she's also yeah. scared of them because well, cause she can't move and stuff. Oh yeah. yeah, that would that would terrify me. And it's also twelve horny women in your house. <laughs> that can be pretty scary. Yeah, especially if they're in their. Tell 40s. me about it. <laughs> <laughs> Been there, brother. So then, one of them called to her in Irish and said, Oh, shit. Rise, woman! And make us a cake! <laughs> Jesus. Then the mistress searched for a vessel to bring water from the well uh, so that she, make, she might make the meal and make the cake, but she couldn't find one. And they said to her, Take a sieve and bring water in it. And she took the sieve, and went to the well, but the water poured from it, duh, because it's a fucking sieve, it's a piece of fabric. And she could fetch none for the cake. And she sat down by the well and wept. Then the voice came to her and said, Take yellow clay and moss and bind them together and plaster the sieve so that it will hold. <laughs> this she did, and the sieve held the water for the cake. And the voice said again, Return! And when thou comest to the north angle of the house, cry aloud three times and say, The mountain of the Fenen women and the house, the sky over it is all on fire. And she did so. <laughs> that, the whole thing was verbatim. It had that little slip and everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was all, yeah. it says eh. Yeah, she, eh, she, uh, 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 give me a second. Uh, I drank too much. Eh, uh, jeez. Eh, oh, wow. Oh, I've been woolen all day, so you gotta give cut me a break here. <laughs> so somebody has been telling. Somebody basically told her that to go to the north angle of the house. In case you didn't understand Cash's uh, dialect, <laughs> that's what we're calling. And okay. tell. Yeah, <laughs> I'm from Ireland. And tell and tell the woman and that the sky over the mountain and the mountain itself is on fire. Oof. So when the witches inside heard the call, a great and terrible cry broke from their lips. Ah. 
and they rushed. There it is. <laughs> and they rushed forth with wild lamentations and shrieks and fled away to Slivnamon. Is that how we looked at Slivnamon. it? Slivnamon. Where, where was their chief abode, which is a mountain. Um, but the spirit of the well bade the mistress of the house to enter and prepare her home against the enchantments of the witches in case they tried to come back. And so, at first, to break their spells, she sprinkled the water in which she had washed her child's feet. Gross. Outside the door on the threshold. Then, she took the cake that the witches had made while she was gone, that they had made out of meal and blood drawn from the sleeping family. Because they're still there. Oh, yeah. They're just under a sleeping spell. It's blood cake. It's blood cake. She broke the cake into bits and placed it in the mouth of each sleeper. And they were restored. Oh, okay. And she took the cloth (laughs) and she took the cloth that they had woven and placed it half in and half out of the chest with a padlock. And lastly, she secured the door with a great crossbeam fastened in the jams so that they could not enter. And having done these things, she waited. Not long were the witches in coming back, and they raged and called for vengeance. Open! Open! They screamed. Open, Feetwater! I cannot, said the Feetwater. I am scattered on the ground. <laughs> I'm not even going to try. On the, even, on the ground. I am scattered on the ground. <laughs> okay. And with the pot. <laughs> I am scattered. I cannot. I am scattered on the ground, and my ma- and my path is down to the law. This is how. Open. I, this is how I help Maria. Open. This is how I help Maria. Maria, just imagine this is a uh, a crack whore in San Francisco. Go. That's, that's British. That's. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, you, oh, you think everything is British? <laughs> <laughs> that's close enough. Is what a lawyer is going to say. Yeah, but it is not. No, it is not. Now back to the Irish accent. Sorry, sorry. Okay. Open, open, <laughs> wood and tree and beam. They cried to the door. I cannot, said the door, for the beam is fixed in the gems. Bumbaclut. <laughs> And I have no power to move. Speak about Open! <laughs> Open! <laughs> Cake that we have made and mingled with blood. They cried again. <laughs> I cannot, said the cake. For I am broken and bruised. And my blood is on the lips of the sleeping children. Hey. mercy. <laughs> what was that, Lori? <laughs> Hey! I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm, the, I'm the backup. <laughs> yeah, she's the she has a drum. Shalipal. <laughs> Time to give it up. Time to give it up. Got a new drummer. <laughs> <laughs> then the witches. Then the witches rushed through the air with great cries and fled back to Slivnamon, uttering strange curses on the spirit of the well who had wished their ruin. But the woman and the house were left in peace, and a mantle dropped by one of the witches in her flight was kept hung up by the mistress as a sign of the night's awful contest. Hmm. And this mantle was in possession of the same family 
from generation to generation for 500 years after. The Fuck end. it. I mean, yeah. The end. What'd you say? <laughs> Nothing. Something stupid. <laughs> I said, folk it. Get it? Because you're doing folklore. <laughs> yeah! Yeah! That's how we'll end every story. Folk it! Folk it! So the rich mistress of the house won, while the poor women, poor disfigured women from the mountain were, once again, brushed away. Uh, awesome. Thank God. But, you know, she wins. Yeah. <laughs> so Slevenamon is a real place it's a mountain and I apologize for all my pronunciations pronunciations we we tried to learn them and this is what we did what I did the best I could do uh <laughs> in the matter of minutes yeah you did great thanks I mean look it sounds it sounds real to me so thank you <laughs> so Slavnamon means the mountain of the women. Mm. And that derives from uh, a story, another legend, where it is said that a legendary hero, and I think he might have also been like a giant, but he was at the very least a legendary warrior, Fionn Macumhal. Mac, yeah, let's just call him Fionn. Fionn. Fionn chose his wife by picking the winner from a group of women who raced up the mountain. This lady named Gran won. I might be pronouncing that wrong. Uh, but it it's spelled G-R-A-I-N-N-E. Other pronunciations say grain, but that sounds like the Americanized version. So I'm trying. So Gran won. And then it said that Fionn helped her to do so by showing her a shortcut to the top. So, like, they cheated. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Because he, he already loved her, so he wanted her to win. So I don't even know why he had the race. You know us. We like to make things complicated. You know, but there are so many, there's so many things like that in folklore. I think that's one of the main reasons why I love folklore. Is it's just like, it's just like people are just like, here's a story of a race. But the race didn't need to be run. But it was still run, and that's the story. And you're like, what drugs were you on when you told this story? When you wrote this, story? <laughs> yeah. I was uh, I was reading about about I was reading this the Sleeping Beauty, um, story, the Grimm's one, the Grimm's brothers one. Yeah. And then that one, the, the like in the beginning, it starts with like a dwarf, a cat, and and uh, a sparrow, and they all live together, right? And then like. The sparrow and the cat go out hunting, and the dwarf is supposed to stay behind and take care of the house. And a witch comes by and like almost kidnaps him. But then this cat, the cat and the sparrow, save him. And the next day they're like, "Okay, don't like reveal yourself to the witch if she comes by, because we're gonna be too far to hear you." And he's like, "All right, cool." And then it happens, and anyway. he like immediately gives himself up to the witch. And then the witch takes him, and he cries for help, and they're not close enough. But then. In the next like, like, series of events, a like a huntsman comes by who you know is going to be the prince or whatever, and they're like, "Thank you for saving our friend. Here's like a feather from me, the sparrow, and a whisker from me, the cat. And if you ever need help, please rub these in your fingers, and we'll come right by." And it's like, why didn't you just do that 
for the dwarf. It really sounds like the plot to Willow. Yes. <laughs> the Willow the uh the Firefly movie? What? No, Willow the um the movie with uh Warwick Davis and uh I didn't I don't know. You've, You've never, never seen, seen Willow. Seen Willow? Oh, dude, oh. we're going to watch it. Watch Ooh, I love Willow. Okay. Willow's really good. <laughs> I went to the movies to see that when I was a little, when I was a little kid. Uh, and I loved it. It was funny. Uh, Val Kilmer's at his most Val Kilmer yesterday. Oh, that's great. Yeah, he's great in that. Jodie Watley. Mm. Who's that? A lady. Mm? Mm. No, not like, mm. I mean, it was great. <laughs> his face, huh? <laughs> so, okay. So back back to uh, Slimnuman, so and Fion and Gren. So here's the thing about Fion. It sounds like this particular like story about how the mountain came to be called this because of Fion. It sounds like it's just more bullshit. Like it's because according to another story that I'm according, that I'm about to tell you. Grain and Fion never really loved each other. Fion basically tried to marry her, but he was super old and gross, and she wasn't into it. So I don't know why she would try to race up the mountain. So to explain why this other story about Fion and Grain is um, makes less sense, we're going to tell you the story of Diarmuid and Grain. So Diarmuid was the son of a man named Don, with two ends. Uh. And he... <laughs> uh, uh. Don. Two on. Nah. Two ends. And, <laughs> and he was raised with his half-brother, the son of a man named Rock. One day, the son of Rock was frightened by an animal, and he ran between the legs of Don. Don squeezed the child between his thighs until he died. And when the child's father, Rock, found his son's broken body, he wept and raged. Yeah, this all this all checks out so far. You don't name, <laughs> you don't give a child extra letters unless they're going to turn out to be a complete piece of shit. I'm just sorry. I'm just saying. Yeah. If if, if yeah. you name your kid Don with two ends, that kid's going to kill your your second son. I'm just letting you know right now. Well, the the, the dad killed the son of his friend. Is what happened. Oh, like. So the two, an adult killed his friend's son oh, so far. Oh, okay. That's okay. fucked. It's even worse. Somehow. That's, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> then, uh, so then Rock performed a magical ceremony and brought his son back to life, but in the body of a wild boar. He put a geisa on it, which is like an Irish forbidding spell. He put a geisa on it to kill Don's son. Diarmuid, and sent the boar off into the wilds. Because he knew, somehow already, that Diarmuid had a geisha on him to never pierce the skin of a pig and would never be able to defend himself. So that happens when they're young. And then, later on, Diarmuid grows up to be a great warrior and he passes the rigorous test to become one of the Fianna, which is one of Fion's, like, army, basically. Mm-hmm. And he's super loyal, and he loves Fion, and blah, blah, blah. And then, uh, but also, Diarmuid was born with a bull sherka in the middle of his forehead. And what that means is that it's a magical spot, 
that made anyone who saw him fall in love with him. Oh. I got one of those. You do have one of those. Right on your forehead. Mm-hmm. There it is. <laughs> Cat. Diarm you. I've never seen you this way before. <laughs> Leave me be. <laughs> take your colorful shirt and go. <laughs> you want me to take my top off? Oh my god. <laughs> but unlike Cash, Diarmu knew that this could cause him all sorts of trouble, so he grew his hair down over his forehead to cover it. Smart. And he tried to keep it out of sight. Some people become actors instead. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, then there's Fionn, and Fionn had a wife, and then she dies. I'm, you know, I'm paraphrasing here, and she dies, and then like he spends some time alone, probably not that long, and then he decides that it's time to have a new wife. But he's getting up there. Um, but it doesn't matter to him because he sends his guys to go look for the most beautiful woman in all the land. And so then they come up, then they come upon the daughter of High King Cormac Mac Aye. And that's Grain. That's that's his daughter. Oh. So yeah. So now Finn, knowing that he is way older than Grain, sends his friends to speak on Grain on his behalf and ask for her hand in marriage. So <laughs> so they go do that. Hey, uh, but my friend, uh, he's really cool. He's not here. Uh-huh. Not because he can't travel, uh-huh. but uh, uh-huh. you know, yeah, you should like, uh, you should want to date him. He's got like a huge dick. Uh, um, so like how big? Uh, jeez, it's like, like have you seen it? Uh, uh <laughs> don't forget to mention the spot. The spot on the oh, head. That's his friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's also. I was in the carriage. Yeah. <laughs> waiting. No, don't, 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 don't look at that guy. Don't look at that guy. Uh, once again, <laughs> once again, proving my point. You guys cannot do a scene together without falling madly in love with each other. No, 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 no. no, no. That's Besides, just in case anybody else is is a little confused because of all the names. So right now, Fionn's the old dude. Grain is their princess, right. and Diarmude is the guy with a spot on his head. And then, like, way back before that is, um, uh, what's his name? Don. Rock. Rock. Son of Rock. Rock, son of Don. So, oh, Rock, son of Don. Okay. <laughs> no, wait, wait, no. Wait. Okay. I was <laughs> then, confused. Yeah. Uh, wait. A long, long time ago in name? a galaxy far, far away. Yes. They haven't said the son. They haven't said the son's name, the boar's okay. name. Oh, okay. They they haven't said that. That guy's name. Oh, okay. Rock and, and Don are the two fucked up friends. But, okay, so they're the um, two friends. Don kills Rock's son. Rock ha- turns his son, brings his son back to life into a boar, and then sets his yeah. boar son out to, uh, will be a, to, the wild. to the wild, and then has a, puts a gacy on it to where he could kill his uh, Don's son, who has a hole in his head. That allows women to fall in love with them. Basically, yes. I honestly also think that's something a mother would say to a son if they if the son had a hole in his head. It's like, <laughs> no, sweetie. Like if you 
this the hole is like if, if a woman would fall in love with you if they stared at it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I need you like I need a hole in the head oh. all the time. <laughs> Every goddamn day. <laughs> <laughs> okay so the guys the two ambassadors Fionn's friends come and ask for her hand in marriage on behalf of Fionn and imagine Grain is just like sitting there and she's contemplating this proposal right in her castle and then she thinks back to a time when she was 12 and she had been she had seen a boy playing hurling I don't know what hurling is but it sounds fun and the wind had blown his hair back from his face. And she had fallen in love with him. Completely and irrevocably. Uh. And as the years passed, she had refused every man who had ever asked for her hand. For the love of the boy on the hurling field. But when she heard that the great Finn MacGumhale was asking for her hand, she was flattered. She decided that she had spent long enough waiting for this boy. And she's going to go get a man. Ooh. So she went to and married Finn. Mm. And then a great feast was held to celebrate the upcoming wedding. Yay! At the beginning of the wedding, or of the ceremony, sorry, of the festivities. Because <laughs> the wedding hasn't happened yet. <laughs> yes. Grain hid behind a curtain to spy and catch a glimpse of her goddamn husband that she's never seen. So then she sees, first she sees Oisin, which is Finn's son, sitting next to him. And Oisin is beautiful and young and, you know, looks great to Grain. But then she realizes that her husband is the guy next to him, Finn. Oh, no. And then she starts to wonder why Finn asked her for, asked for her for himself as opposed to asking for her hand for his son Oisin which is a valid question sure and then Finn moved out of the way and she saw the man seated on the other side of him Diarmuid the boy from the hurling field <gasps> by the way I uh... kiss me that <laughs> <out> on the hurling <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I <laughs> I found uh, it's hurling is like it looks like lacrosse mixed with rugby kind of. So that sounds fun. Yeah, sure. It's a, a Gaelic game. What do you hurl? It's like you. Uh, let's see. Scoring is achieved by Your sending guts. the sleotar between the opposition's goalposts. The posts which are at each end of the field are H posts, as in rugby football, but with the net under the crossbar, as in football. So you kind of you wear a helmet, you have like a lacrosse stick, and you kind of like pass it around, and uh, but people can be tackled as well. So it's interesting. Sweet, nice. So you hurl your body. Yeah, you hur or yeah, body <laughs> object, p other people. Yeah, just a bunch of stuff. I want to pass on that one. <laughs> so then, at that moment. Princess Crane resolved that she was not going to marry Finn Mikhail Kamal. So she sat down to she sat down at the feast and she said nothing, and she passed around a cup of wine, into which she had put a sleeping potion. She gave it to Finn and to all of his army, apart from the leaders of his army, 
Then one by one, she asked each of the leaders if they would run away with her. They all said no. Such was their loyalty to Finn. Then Grain turned to Diarmud and put him under a geysa to run away with her. So she wasn't taking no for an answer with this one. Mm -hmm. Diarmud was torn. He had never betrayed Finn and never wanted to, but he could not go against the geysa put on him by a woman. Uh, so then, basically, they uh, they had to run away together, and they did. And then they just had to keep traveling. I'm condensing a lot here because it gets pretty long. Um, but she, every, the whole time they're traveling, at first, he won't sleep with her. He won't have sex with her. And he keeps leaving a piece of meat because he knows that Finn is coming for them. And Finn is like, when Finn wakes up, he's super pissed. You know, so he's like, he, and he's super sad because he's like, my best friend ran away with uh, my young bride. And he goes on the hunt for them for revenge. But um, Yarmud keeps leaving a piece of meat everywhere to signify that he hasn't had sex with Princess Grey. It's like that old song. Every time you go away. You take a piece of meat with you. He's doing it. Don't act like you assholes don't know this song. <laughs> yeah, girl. Yeah, girl. Yeah, girl. So, <laughs> Diarmud and Grain meet with the god of love, Angus Og. Aye. Who approves of their match and kind of decides to help them because he tells them that they like he knows they have to be on the run but then he says that they're never going to be able to sleep in a cave with one opening or a house with one door or a tree with one branch or that they would never be able to eat where they cooked or sleep where they ate they would have to keep moving if they were to stay ahead of finn so i guess that's helpful love on the run yeah <laughs> <laughs> So for a long time, he chased them. And there's a bunch of other myths and legends about different places that, you know, they they had to sleep in and different times that they almost got caught up together. But uh, in the end, we come to one time they were. Let me see. That's one hell of a house hunters, by the way. It's like. What are you guys looking for? Well, we uh, need a house with at least three entrances and exits. Uh, <laughs> we need to. Our eating and sleeping locations cannot be in the same vicinity. And uh, our budget is zero dollars. We are on zero dollars. Ooh, but we are technically how? criminals. Ooh, but we don't. How long are you guys looking to yeah. stay? <laughs> uh yeah, one night. One night. Uh, oh, but you know what? We want to be able to feel like it's lived in. You know, we don't want to. <laughs> we... Also, there needs to be plenty of takeout options nearby. Yeah, and yeah. I will argue paint color till the till the cows come home. Literally. <laughs> we late. <laughs> so later that year, Diamun got permission from a giant to hunt on his land. But the giant said, you can't eat my berries. You can't eat my magical rowan berries that grew on the tree where the giant lived. But Grain 
who was pregnant, longed for the berries. So he was sleeping with her. What are you? Oh, I forgot to mention that. Eventually, oh, this was the best part. I can't Did believe he ran out of meat. So, <laughs> he, he, no, she trash talked him. So one time they're crossing a river and the water splashes onto her thigh, onto her upper thigh. Ooh. And Grain says to Diarmude that the water has more guts than he does. And the water is more of a man than he is because the water dared to touch her. And so Diarmude was shamed and he slept with her. He was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm done. There you go. You're welcome. <laughs> She's like, yeah. all right. Yeah. I would have. I'd rather the water do it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, now she's pregnant, like a year later. And so they've clearly been sleeping together now. And she longs for these berries. And so Diarmude kills the giant for her. Wow. And then he Yes. And the berries high up in the tree are sweeter than the ones below. <laughs> so the two climbed up into the tree into the giant's bed and ate berries and rested for a little while. Eventually, Finn caught up to them and he, or no, I'm sorry, Finn didn't catch up to them. Meanwhile, Finn is trying to make peace with another clan called the MacMorna clan. And Finn tells them that if they bring him Diarmude, then he will, you know, they'll have peace. So they go off looking for Diarmude and they come upon the giant's tree. Finn says to them, sorry, Finn actually said to them, either bring me the Armute's head or the magical berries of a rowan tree. Either one will do. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh. So then they go looking for the tree. They're not even looking for the Armute, but they're looking for the tree. And they find the tree and they find the dead giant at the bottom of the tree. And they basically kind of figure out that because Diarmude was the second best warrior around besides Finn, that Diarmude must have killed the giant. So they go back and they tell Finn that we found Diarmude. And then Finn goes to the giant's tree and he calls for him to come down. He asks them to come down and then they don't, right? So then he sits there and waits for them with his son, Oisin, and him and Oisin play a chess game. And now Finn has never lost a game of chess, is what he says. And this time, while they're playing, a drop, a berry drops onto the very spot on the chessboard that would make Oisin win. So Oisin moves his chess piece there. And Finn is so pissed because he's like, it could only be Diarmude. He somehow knows. He's like, obviously it was Diarmude who dropped the berry there so that Oisin would know how to win because I'm a sore loser. And come, he's like, come out of the tree. Then finally, uh, sorry. You I'm steal sorry. my woman. You ruin my chess game. <clears throat> I'm starting to not like you. Finn <laughs> sounds like a real jackass. Yeah. So Diarmu didn't come down. And he was able to leap to safety. So they keep running. And then years and years later of them being on the run, finally they just figure that Fionn would have forgotten about it, and they come back and they try to make peace with him, and he accepts. And he's like, sure, come back to the kingdom, everything's fine. Uh-oh. Because it's been a long time, and Finn has remarried. 
And that, like, for a while, everything seems fine. But then, later, Finn asked Yarmu to go hunting with him. Uh-oh. And they came across a terrible beast, the wild boar of Ben Bulbin. Oh. They tracked it through the wilds, and then the boar ran straight for Diarmu. And it was the son of Rock, who had been killed so many years before. Wow. And he has returned to kill the son of Don. Then Finn saw the beast charging at him, reminded Diarmu that Diarmu has a spell on him that says that he can't pierce the skin of a boar. Oh, shit. Diarmu forgot. So, yeah. How did he forget? Isn't a spell like a compulsory thing? Wouldn't you be like, hey, man, I can't pierce the skin? It's not like, hey, man, remember you can't do it. Oh, that's right. I guess I can't. Well, you know, maybe it's like when you have it and you don't eat pork and then you like forget it exists. And then somebody's like, you want bacon? And you're like, sure. And then somebody's like, you can't. You said you don't eat pig. And you're like, oh man, I forgot. Yeah. Oh man, why are you here? That's like why are you ruining the sandwich for me? That's like every single time <laughs> I'm out with my girlfriend and I want to get ice cream and pizza. My girlfriend and Star's like, you're lactose intolerant, and I'm like, you shut your mouth. You let you let <laughs> yeah. me have this. Let <laughs> me yeah. live. She's like, I don't want to. Then you know what? You find somebody else to deal with all the farts. And I'm like, all right, fair. <laughs> that's it. So the boar pierces Diarmude in the stomach. Uh. And then um, everybody knows from a separate legend, I suppose, that anybody who drinks from the hands of Finn is healed instantly. So Diarmude's brother, who's on the hunt with them, begs him, begs Finn to let him, to let Diarmude drink from his hands, right? Mm. But Finn just lets the water drip out of his hands. Oh, and then and then the brothers like scar yeah yeah, like scar (laughs) but then the brother's like yo man if you don't fucking do this i'm gonna fucking kill you so he's like okay okay and he goes back to the well you got us and then he comes back (laughs) and he comes back and he has more water and he does the same thing oh my god brother Help me! <laughs> Long live the king again. Psych. <laughs> and, and then Finn finally feels bad. And he's like, okay, I'll do it this time. But by the time he gets back from the well, and you know he took this fucking time, the Armute is dead. Oh, what a dick. He's like dawdling and shit. Yeah. Like, oh, I love the trees at this season. <laughs> you fucking asshole. <laughs> So then after that, it's almost uh, we're almost done, but we got to come back to Grain. Because what's going on with her? Grain. So Grain, at first, after Diarmude's death, um, she asks her sons to seek vengeance on Finn. But then she recants it. She's like, eh, never mind. And then she asks for a meeting with Finn instead. Finn agreed to meet with her, and they fall in love. Which really just seems to me, what? it really just seems to me like Grain is like, listen, okay, well, I'm out a husband and I need another husband, so I'm just going to turn on the charm. Yeah. Because he's still super old and she's still relatively young. Mm-hmm. I think that's what happened. I think she was just like, she just, you know, 
conned her way in there too. Yeah. I guess. I mean, look, wow, anticlimactic. When you got the goods, I don't know. I think it's kind of funny. Yeah. I think it's funny that like, you know, it's gonna be like, Mom, Dad, how'd you meet? Well, I was engaged to be married to him, but I thought he was a gross <laughs> old man, so I forced this other <laughs> younger man to marry me to run away with me and then uh and then basically shamed him into having sex with me and that's how your brothers were born uh and then <laughs> we, we ran away from hit from your father for a very long time eventually uh we went back and he forgave us but then him and your and your uh and my ex-husband went into the woods and uh he my ex-husband died and then i decided you know what Time's a wasting. I've I've grown accustomed to a certain life. Uh, You're not getting I can any deal younger? with. I think I can deal with old man penis. So that's how you were born. Yeah, definitely the whole I've grown accustomed to a certain yeah. lifestyle. Yeah, <laughs> played a big so. part. But I mean, I don't know. She was a woman on the run for a while. Yeah, I mean, I at guess... some point, it just got to be like, all right, I'll take the spotted dick. Yeah, oh. ugh, liver spot. It's also, also a dish. like, yep, old man penis. You know, un. You know that they never washed it, so it's old man fungusy Ugh. old man penis from back in the day. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, Forrest Gideon, yeah. disgusting. Plus, he was like the greatest warrior, so you know he was a total hoe. Oh yeah, yeah. it's it's got total like bumps. Hoe. It probably hurts him to have sex more than it hurts her. Yet they still, he still wants yeah, to do it. It's... Ugh. Never mind the crust loss. Ugh, that's probably that's probably uh. honestly that's probably why condoms were invented <laughs> so late in life because it just started. You know, women started getting really pregnant right around the time that men started washing their penises. So I'm just gonna say, like coincidence. <laughs> I think not. Um, and that's it. Then Grain went be- went back and lived at his fortress, and none of uh, Fionn's men, the Fiona would talk to Grain and they hated her and they were like, she's not worth anything. She gets our, uh, no respect from us. And and that's it. That's <laughs> And that's the story of the horned women and Princess Grain and the mountain Slevemon. Fuck this! <laughs> now I get it. Yeah. I didn't see how it fit the first time. It works. But now I got it. It rocks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you guys for listening. Please check out the Patreon. Uh, We got new stuff up every month. And that's it. We'll talk to you guys next time.